And so what I would, you know, have been finding is that people are just saying like, it's just so much like I need to slow down, but if I slow down, I'm not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can slow down and do both. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, so I think that that's the main thing. It's just feeling like you have to be on all the time. Yeah. And I just don't think that you do. Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for soul-aligned entrepreneurs like you to listen in on high-vibe, consciousness-expanding conversations for leveling up your leadership and bringing your vision for big impact and big income to life. On this show, you'll hear from experts in the world of branding, marketing, copywriting, fashion and style, photography, personal development, spirituality, and so much more. I believe the world needs more leaders like you. And the Wild Woman Hotline is a place to feed your soul and fuel your brand so you become the Soul Align CEO you were born to be. Now let's dive into this week's value-packed episode. Hey, beautiful woman, I see you. And I've got a question for you. Here's the thing. As female entrepreneurs, we are exposed to a shit ton of external pressure to overexert ourselves in the name of productivity and growth. Entrepreneurship is still a very masculine space. But what happens when your body screams at you that it needs a break? What happens when you hit a wall with implementing strategy? What happens when you are spread just way too thin on all the different social media platforms? Well, in this week's episode of the Wild Woman Hotline, I am joined by Steph Giovinazzo as we discuss the many ways that you can give yourself some damn permission to slow down and drop what's weighing you down in your business. Steph literally has the most calming, grounding, zen energy I have ever been around, which is perfect because she is a life coach and a women's circle facilitator who teaches women how to master their emotions and nurture a soul-led lifestyle. Through her work, Steph helps women live in alignment and find more peace and joy. And in this episode, we dive into an incredibly nourishing conversation about how we are always in the driver's seat of our life and that we can always slow down and continue to make money at the same time. So if you are in need of a moment to slow down and come back home to yourself, well, you have tuned into the perfect episode. So with no further ado, let's dive on in. Okay, wild woman tribe. Everybody get ready for an incredible conversation about showing up as a female entrepreneur in the online space and how to run your business consciously because I have with me Steph Givinazzo. Say it again. Say it for me. I'm sorry. We just had a huge <laughs> thing back and forth about me saying her last name incorrectly. Givinazzo. It's beautiful. I'm just butchering <laughs> it like an American, you know, like we just, we have no culture. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking. You're in. You're in Melbourne, so you're you're early right now. We were talking. You're, it's like six thirty for you right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your morning. Thank you for sharing time with me. I'm really excited to share your perspective on 
just conscious business in general? Yes, it is something that is, um, it needs to be spoken about more. And like we were saying earlier on, um, you know, it really is about giving people permission to slow down. We're, we're allowed to slow down um, in business. And I've been seeing a lot of it, um, you know, people just feeling so overwhelmed with it all. Mm-hmm. And um, so hopefully today after our chat, um, you know, people are feeling like, oh, finally, someone said I can just relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And seriously, your presence staff, like just your overall energy is so anchored. It is so grounded. So I appreciate <laughs> that thoroughly because I'm I'm an air sign. Like I am always flitting around and moving at hyperspeed. So this feels yeah. really good. I'm um, an earth sign. I could tell. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> are you? Mm, I'm a Capricorn. I was going to say Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Super grounded. Um, so when we first connected, Steph, you reached out to me when I was talking on my stories about email marketing in particular. And we've just kind of had an ongoing conversation since then about practices and ways of being and social media presence that doesn't really align with spiritual women, but they maybe feel pressured to show up a certain way or to push themselves beyond, you know, what their body wants to do. And before we pressed record, you were sharing with me about how you've been hearing so many stories of women feeling really burnt out from social media. So I would just love to hear about that in general, and then we can maybe dive into what we think might be going on. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a lot of strategies out there. And the way I've been looking at it, you know, lately, and I was sitting there and I thought, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. People are being given strategies that are like, you know, do 10 things a day and like, this is going to bring you more money. And But we're putting them on platforms that are specifically designed to keep them there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this constant... Um, you know, like cycle of, ah, oh, I'm going to jump on today. I'm going to do 10 strategies. Oh, look, there's a nice like photo that I really resonate mm-hmm. with. And by the time you're finished, you've actually done nothing really productive. <laughs> and how much discipline do you think you need mm-hmm. to actually, um, you know, not do that, mm-hmm. to not sit there and, oh, you know, talk to 10 people, communicate, engage, and, you know, post a, you know, photo while I'm holding a cap and summoning a unicorn. Like it's just so much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I would, you know, have been finding is that people are just saying like, it's just so much like I need to slow down, but if I slow down, I'm not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can slow down and do both. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, so I think that that's the main thing. It's just feeling like, you have to be on all the time. Yeah. And I just don't think that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Like what you see yeah. as possibilities or different ways of running our businesses? Because I resonate with that so, so much. And I know that my perspective is creating my reality, right? I know yeah. that I am a powerful, sovereign light being that literally creates my world from what I think and what I speak. So I know that my belief plays into a huge piece of this, but I've witnessed that too, where I've been in periods of producing 
so much content and being on my stories so much and engaging with people and being in conversations and being inundated in social media. And I get results from that. I yeah. get clients from that. Is it sustainable? Absolutely not. Is it exhausting? Oh yeah, I am burnt out. And what ends up happening is I go through cycles where I'm, I'm producing and producing and producing and creating this like vortex of content, right? And getting myself out into the world and it works, it gets me clients, but then I have to take a huge gigantic step back and yeah. recharge. And I, I start to resent social media. I start to resent, sometimes I resent my business because of how hard the effort feels. So I'm, I, and to be honest, I've had two businesses since I started being an entrepreneur in 2016. And the first one, I didn't use social media at all. And it was successful. I scaled it. I started to bring on a team. I started to hire, right? So I know that that's possible. But then I worked with so many coaches that told me that we all need to be on social media. We all need to be doing these things. And I see the value in it, which is why I'm anchored in that belief. But I'm also experiencing the side effects of it that I didn't previously experience when I was not on social media. And so I'm like, okay, this doesn't quite match up. So how do you suggest <laughs> that we like bridge those two worlds together? I think it's got a lot to do with um, like putting a lot of energy into the things that are going to bring you the most results. And when I say energy, I mean like all of your focus and all of your intention mm -hmm. so that when you're showing up, you're providing like maybe smaller amounts or lesser amounts of content, mm -hmm. but you're packing it full of things that are going to reach your people. Mm -hmm. And you're then not needing to do it as often because the value is there. So when, when we're looking at, you know, creating content and we're, you know, thinking, okay, so today I'm going to show up on my stories, you know, um, every hour from like the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Realistically, a lot of us can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, so instead what we're going to want to do is to show up when, um you know, we feel that it's of a benefit to the people that we need to serve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know that, you know, we need to keep in front of mind of, you know, other people, but if you're just showing up for the sake of showing up, it's probably not much different to what they're looking at in general. Mm -hmm. And so if we're showing up with things that they're really needing, um, I mean, if I had to do stories all day, every day, um, people would just be seeing a lot of my kids. Mm -hmm. And as a life coach and women facilitator, I don't think that that is something that's going to really serve them. I might resonate with them, but I don't think they need to spend all day resonating with me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also looking at the platforms that you truly need. Like, do you need to be across every single one of them <laughs> probably not um like for me I I tried out you know the TikTok thing and it just didn't really like resonate with me mm. um I'm more of like an Instagram and Facebook group type person mm -hmm. especially the Facebook groups because I can nurture people in there mm -hmm. um and they can come in from Instagram 
Mm-hmm. So like Instagram is kind of like my um, like my funnel to get people into my group where I can, you know, nurture the relationship and give them more. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to, you know, just drop content across every single platform is tiring. Mm-hmm. And so even though something is trending, like we were saying before, it might not actually be part of a sustainable model for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and we do need to look at, okay, where have I actually got the time to give the most value today and to show up in a time where, you know, it's not going to take me an hour to create a TikTok, a dance move that someone's going to engage with. So, mm-hmm. of course, we want engagement, but let's not just do things just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. And I see a lot of people, myself included, when I first started getting shiny object syndrome with every platform. (laughs) There's experts for each platform and they all tell you that that platform is the thing, right? And they're right. It is the thing for the right type of person and the right type of person that's going to succeed on that platform is the type of person that A, enjoys that platform, B, prioritizes engaging with that platform because they enjoy it and they like the type of community that's on that platform, but then also uses that platform to best amplify their version of expression and sharing their gifts. And that's huge because just because somebody succeeds on YouTube, but you hate being on camera, but you are phenomenal at podcasting, right? If you were to try and get on YouTube, it probably A, wouldn't be enjoyable for you and B, it wouldn't succeed because the intention and the energy isn't behind it. It's not, it's not aligned and potent energy behind it, right? Yes, absolutely. Those two things are super important. And I think a lot of people, and when I started too, I was on every single platform and I was, all I was doing was repurposing. I wasn't creating unique content for each of those platforms. And when you get to the point of recycling and repurposing things that are already on other platforms it's kind of like people become tone deaf to what you're doing because it yep. it feels generic because it is in some way generic because it's being repurposed everywhere so i think you know one of the keys that i see people succeeding at when they are on a bunch of different platforms is that they have the support built around them to be able to engage with each community in a way that's authentic and meaningful and they're providing value in a way that is consumable on that specific platform but not everybody can do that because they don't have the support built around them or maybe they're a solo entrepreneur they don't yet have a team and they are filled to the brink with clients and don't have a ton of time for content creation so i love that what you're talking about more than anything is like bringing intentionality to where you show up and being very clear on why you're showing up there and paying attention to when you do show up, how potent is your message and your energy? Because I agree with you when people when people are so embodied in their message, and they're so anchored in their why and they have the passion fueling everything. When they show up, it rocks the house. It does. That's right. But they don't have to show up every day. No. Right? So there's a huge difference. And I don't think enough people are talking about that in particular. Yeah. Because we're all, all, like I was saying before, we're all so stuck in this 
you know, engagement, 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 like you, what post are you putting out that's going to bring you engagement? Okay, well, engagement's fine um, and it does bring in the traffic, but it feels like to me that a lot of people are just doing the engagement piece because they're struggling to move out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is where a lot of the problems are coming in. Because you're not moving out of this cycle of creating and then, you know, hey, everyone, look at me, let's chat, engage with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know really what I do. So that's the other thing too is if we're putting out more content that is really valuable for people, they already know what we do then. But whereas if we're putting out things and people are just simply engaging By the time we get to talk to them, maybe one-on-one or personally, they may not actually know like what we actually do yet. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it so much easier for you if people just know what you're doing Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of the content that you offer. So you're going to cut out that part where it's like, hey, so I'm Steph and this is what I do and thanks for, you know, engaging on my post. It has absolutely nothing to do with what I do. (laughs) Let's talk about what I actually do now. Yeah. You know, so Mm -hmm. if we can cut out a lot of like the things that doesn't really require our energy to flow to, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to position ourselves in a lot better of a space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that's really interesting that I've witnessed with, accounts that are being run by founders or entrepreneurs that have extremely successful businesses is that they are not showing up all the time because they're running their business. They're running their business. And when they do show up, they are, like I said before, they're providing such powerful, potent messages that it's like they're giving you the best of what they have from that week rather than whatever they could scrape together that day. Or that second, yes. Mm -hmm. And that is so, so powerful. And I think one of the big things that blocks women from allowing that perspective, myself included, I'm not going to claim that I have this nailed down because I don't. This is still something I'm learning to embody. But I think a big part of it with social media is that there is so much self-worth wrapped up in vanity metrics. And I know people talk about that. But when we're when people are like, I just need more comments, I need more engagement, I need more likes, I need more views. Are those views and likes and comments converting into clients? Or are they just making you feel like what you're doing is worthy of taking up space? Yep, I agree. Totally that's agree. A, that's a huge difference. If but then if I think go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but then I think too, when you when you talk about vanity metrics, it's kind of like Okay, so if all of a sudden you got an influx of 2,000 followers, do you really want the 2,000 followers that maybe you could get in a week? Because sustainably maybe you couldn't handle that many people for clients in the first place. And so having a like literally working your way back and thinking, okay, maybe you only need five clients a week. Mm-hmm. Why are you wanting 2,000 followers in a week? Mm-hmm. Because can you handle 2,000 clients, you know, like if what you're doing is actually converting people, um, have you got the capacity to do that? 
Mm -hmm. um, most of us are going to say no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? We're going to say no. <laughs> yeah. And what you just brought up is talking about energetic space, right? So I heard this explanation from a mastermind that I was in a couple years ago. And they were talking about, there was somebody that was talking about how badly they wanted to blow up their account, right? That's the word. They wanted a huge following. They wanted millions of people. And the mentor I was working with at the time, she goes, maybe the reason that you're not creating those results is because deep down, you don't have the energetic space to yes. handle that influx, right? Because what, yeah. what ends up happening, what can end up happening, you know, this is a hypothetical situation. Let's say you do get an influx of 10,000 people in the course of a week or a month, right? That's going to be an influx of DMs. That's going to be an influx of comments. That's going to be an influx of outreach. And if you have discovery calls that are free, there's going to be a bunch of people booking discovery calls. Yes. Are they going to be qualified? Maybe, maybe not, right? Yeah. So you're going to be expending so much more time and energy to maintain the level of in, of community engagement that you want, right? So if somebody is commenting, do you have it built into your business where you value community so you are engaging with comments? You're asking questions, right? You're building relationships. Same thing with DMs. Instead of just responding, thank you for reaching out, like are you building a relationship with those people? If that's something that's built into your business, are you going to be able to maintain that with 10,000 new people? Right? Exactly right. Energetic space is huge. It is huge. And it's something that we should, um, you know, talk about a lot more. Um, it is just like, for me, I really enjoy smaller, um, you know, maybe lots of engagement or smaller communities. I'm not a fan and the thing is, too, is if you put me in a Facebook group with like 15,000 people, I'm like, see, oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Like I'm just not about that type, all of that energy. Some people can do it, but some people really can't. Mm -hmm. And it does come down to what feels right for you mm -hmm. because a lot of people are doing so many things that just don't feel right. Mm -hmm. Um especially if we go back to, you know, vanity metrics, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things for the vanity metrics and they don't actually enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And that's another place where the results aren't coming in because you're not enjoying what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing it for, you know, the vanity, but you might not actually want it when you get it. And so I think absolutely energetic space is huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. So one thing I think we can offer to people listening that are resonating and nodding their head along to this is it's almost like you could do a little energetic audit of the things that you're doing in your business. And mm. I would imagine that there's going to be a little bit of question around, is there resistance to this because it's genuinely not aligned for me? Like I'm not enjoying this and therefore it's not aligned. Or is there resistance because this is something new that I'm learning how to do, right? There's a big difference between a learning curve yes. versus being out of alignment. And so that's really where 
knowing yourself and listening and tuning in and using your intuition and listening to yourself is really valuable. So what people could do, this just kind of came to me is to do like an energetic audit of all of the things that you're doing in your business with social media and with emails and anything else that you have going and tapping into, am I enjoying this first of all? And if I'm not, okay, what's going on here? What don't I enjoy about it? And if there's things that on the list that I'm not enjoying, is this something that I genuinely want to be doing and I'm just learning how to become proficient and good at, right? So it's challenging because it's new. Or is this something that I dread doing because it's just not in alignment with my energy? It's not in alignment with my brand. It's not in alignment with my message, whatever it may be and trimming the excess (laughs) and doing the work to forgive yourself for doing the things you don't want to do and letting go of the expectations to do it all because somebody told you that you had to, you know, like this is part of being an entrepreneur is making your own rules. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you have to have a website. Well, Okay, guys, I'm going to help you out. You don't. don't. I'm in branding. You don't need a website. (laughs) I do have one. Yeah. Um, But I'm sort of like, I don't really need you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when you're going to start doing a lot of things that you need to automate, like a freebie or, you know, I think a lot of people set up in the beginning for the person, well, not the person because you can become the person you need to be very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're setting up for where they're going to be, you know, in a little while. You know, we're setting things up and thinking, oh, I need this and I need this. Just simplify it to where you are now Mm -hmm. and just honour your space and your time um the a lot of things do just come in business like it you know especially when you're in the entrepreneurial space you don't need as many things as you're being told mm-hmm. and we're freaking out because all of a sudden we you know need all of these things designed and made and we don't have the time and then perhaps you know what let's be honest like we don't always have the finances to do all these things that we need mm-hmm. um And so that plays a part in it as well. And when we're starting to feel like we don't have what we need, it can impact how we feel about ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that's why I say simplify it and honour where you are now Mm -hmm. so that you don't reach that point where all of these things are affecting your actual soul, like your, you know, your mental health, your Mm -hmm. just your everything. Yep. When you don't feel provided for, your leadership is not as powerful as it could be. That's right. And I think now it's kind of, we're kind of pivoting into the conversation around how do we tap in and trust that we are being provided for constantly, even when maybe the external circumstances that we can see in the 3D, like isn't proving that to us, right? Like we always want proof of what we think we want or need. We always want that. Like yes, I think it's just part do. of the human condition because we're <laughs> we we're in a body. Like we want we want physical proof that what we want or need is going to come to us and we want to know how and when and where, right? Um and this is really part of transitioning if you're not already like using your intuition in your business or if you are and you're still feeling lack or scarcity 
um, I, I, this is a great conversation to start to have around how can I start to practice the belief that everything I need or will ever need will come to me in perfect timing and in the perfect way when I am ready to respond to it, right? Yeah. And when I am ready to utilize it in the best way possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it does come down to a lot of journaling. Mm-hmm. And that is like a lot of people like journaling. You want me to sit there and write in a notebook? Yes, I actually do <laughs> want you to sit there like and write in a notebook. I have like hundreds of journals. <laughs> And it's not like, you know, you're not just going to sit there and just open it up and, you know, have like a massive gossip session between you and your notebooks. Like it's going to be things so that you can start to see where your patterns are. You can start to see how you've changed, um, you know, over time Mm -hmm. and really feeling into what you need. So if you're going to sit there and you're going to just free write, you're not really even going to, you know, really give your mind the chance to sit there and think, oh, what am I, what am I going to write today? Just pen to paper and you're going to let it flow. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you do that, you're just releasing everything that maybe you're going to look back and think, oh, that doesn't serve me today. That doesn't serve me anymore. And when I'm writing, you know, this is where I feel like my intentions are really going Mm -hmm. and you feel that. So your body tells you when something is wrong, but it also tells you when things are right. Mm -hmm. So for me, I can be writing things down or talking and if I start getting like little goosebumps and things like, yes, that's that's aligning with me. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think once you've journaled things out, uh, and you feel like, hey, you know what? I've just clicked and there's some, this makes sense. And no, I don't really need that. I think then taking it from your journal and actually visualizing that is such a powerful exercise to do because the subconscious is reacting to what you are, what you're giving it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be giving it things like, oh, I can't do this today, this isn't working out. And things like that, yeah, it's listening to you. It's believing all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so if we get really clear on things and create like this vision of where we're going and what we want, things start showing up a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely something that I would um, encourage people to do Mm -hmm. is journal it out. And then actually start visualizing the things that you want Mm -hmm. because you are supported. Like the unit, like people will always tell you the universe, the universe supports big, bold action. The universe needs you to actually be doing things. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like chess. You make a move, the universe makes a move. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're going to, you know, start bringing things from our journals into our life. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because I've experienced that time and time and time again in my business in that whenever I'm feeling stagnant or blocked or frustrated by 
things that I want to be happening but are just getting no traction, it's usually because there's an aspect in my life that is either consuming too much of my time and energy and emotional capacity, whether that be like relationships or old experiences or memories or grudges that I haven't let go of or whatever, whatever wounds or traumas that I have yet to heal and transmute. Those are usually the things that are blocking me in my business. And if you're relying on the logical mind, those have nothing to do with your business. But if you think about it in terms of you are a container to be able to hold a certain amount of energetic space, right? And like we continually want to expand that container so we can hold more. Absolutely. But if your current capacity is filled with, you know, relationships that aren't serving you and maybe relationship dynamics that are really draining or unhealthy, or like I said, if you're holding on to things from the past, if you're in situations with a, another job or whatever it is, those are those are filling your energetic capacity those are filling your container and the universe is not going to give you more than you can handle so if you if you literally can't take on more then it's not going to send you more in in way of clients or or money to manage or whatever right yes Yeah. yeah absolutely it is so and i think that you know a lot of the women that you talk to they are very intuitive and they know that all of these things that are perhaps not feeling right are a direct, you know, sort of part of the things that aren't functioning. Mm-hmm. Like business is like business and life are not just like straight down the line. Mm-hmm. Like I tried to live that way for a very long time and it mm-hmm. did not work work out well <laughs> for me. And I think that was largely because I was I was sort of scared to say like, hey, you know what, like I am a spiritual and soulful person. Like this uh-huh. is me, take it or leave it. Whereas now I'm like I am a spiritual and soulful person. Yes, you can take it or leave it. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But once you start doing the work and, you know, the negativity starts to drop away and you start dealing with things, mm-hmm. um, you know, something that might have in the past made you feel really down and out for like a week or two weeks, now all of a sudden that same thing is coming into your space and you're dealing with them in a much shorter space of time Mm -hmm. so that you can continue, you know, doing life, whether that's just your everyday stuff or your business, Mm -hmm. you are able to keep going, you know, after the event. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so, you know, important to bring that forward and be like, yes, like you do need more than just, your website and your social media and your content and things to be flowing because you, like you said, you are the container that's bringing all these things to the world Mm -hmm. and you do need to be feeling like, hey, I'm feeling good today. Mm -hmm. Um, I've dealt with the things that I've needed to deal with and now I can give all of my attention to the things that I am bringing forward in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this reminds me of a piece of how I teach and describe authenticity and showing up online because there's there's also a lot of fear 
that circulates amongst women, especially when we are dealing with difficult experiences, or maybe we are processing something really painful and we feel like we are off our game or that we just can't show up the way that we think that we need to, right? Like quote unquote, think that we need to. And something that's really beautiful I like to offer to people, and this isn't for everybody, but for the person that it's for, it's perfect because the way that the thing that I like to offer to people is that by showing up and allowing people to see how you process things, whether that be showing up messy journaling or holding a ceremony for yourself and letting people into that world to see you working through things, right? Or even if you had content planned for that day and you're going through something difficult, showing up and saying, hey guys, like this is what's going on in my life. I wanted to be real with you and you know, anybody that's going through it, I completely understand. I'm here for you. I see you, right? What you're doing is, is you're humanizing yourself. You're taking yourself off the pedestal because I think social media can very easily put people on pedestals because it's a highlight reel, you know, like that's what you see the good, you see the good stuff. A lot of people don't post like the real hard, tough moments in life because we have this conception that nobody wants to see that, but they do, yeah. they do want to see they the human. They, if they yeah. value authenticity, which some people more than others, which is fine. You know, we all have our own values, but for people that value authenticity, seeing those moments from leaders that they admire makes them more accessible and makes their success more accessible to them. Right? Yes, so absolutely. They see this woman's creating something amazing and she goes through the same problems that I go through she's not better than me. She, she's not on a different level of, of lead, you know, yes. like all of these things, she's approachable and relatable. And I see myself in her now because she let me see her where she is. Yes, absolutely. The other thing too, when we talk about, um, you know, authenticity and showing up when things are, you know, not feeling right. Um, I think that, that while that is also something that is important, it's important to also note that it has to feel right for you. Yes. So I know a lot of people sort of say, oh, you know, I I just can't, I just can't share that. But then there's someone in the back saying, no, you really need to share that. Mm -hmm. And by the time they show up to share the things that are not going right in their life, it's that showing up for that story is the hot mess because they weren't ready to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there is a lot of, you know, just share the story, just do, just do, just do. But Mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable with it, whatever the story is, don't do it because people can see and sense when something is done for genuine authenticity Mm -hmm. or to just look like you're being authentic. Mm And I've seen it so many times and you can feel that. Like if you're a feeling person and you come up against that, um, you know, in the online space, you know straight away. Mm-hmm. And so I always say to people, yes, share your vulnerabilities, but pick what it is that you're sharing yes. because not everybody can go to like the real deep and, you know, dark places Whereas some people are like, cool, I will share that with you today. And I feel totally empowered in doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that was something worth mentioning um, because we're definitely not telling you to just show up 
you know, and let us know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about picking and choosing what is good for you, what mm-hmm. feels good for you and what you think that experience is actually going to deliver for someone else. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing that up because there is a huge difference between using challenges in your life as points of leadership versus using them as re-traumatizing yourself and speaking from victim like there's a huge difference and sometimes you're in victim and you need to experience that you need to let yourself feel everything and go to the depths and really sit with what you're experiencing so that you can process it and and transmute right and you're right it's not always not every single experience that you go through needs to be a leadership or a teaching moment (laughs) yeah you're a human and a woman too and you get to experience vulnerable points in your life intimately with yourself right so my cat is being so rude right now i keep like throwing (laughs) like pens in the direction where he's at to try (laughs) it's just not working he's just gonna be a diva but no, you're absolutely, <laughs> absolutely right. Like every moment is not a teaching moment and it doesn't need to be. And it, and when you share something that might be more vulnerable, it does need to come from a place of empowerment. And it do does. I feel, yep. is this, does, do I feel like I'm standing in my leadership telling this story or do I feel like I'm standing in a place of reopening a wound that I'm trying to heal, right? There's yep. a big difference. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that, we need to start looking at things as everything has a choice. Mm-hmm. So no matter what anybody tells you about social media, always believe that you have a choice when you have the option to do things differently. Mm-hmm. We've all gone out and looked for, you know, the post or the freebie that says 10 ways that you can <laughs> do you know whatever Mm -hmm. and we've all looked at that and made maybe made it halfway and felt like oh that's not sitting right with me but I don't know any other way Mm -hmm. and this is where you know I really say to people you do know another way Mm -hmm. but you actually need to sit with yourself quietly and really just feel into what is right for myself mm-hmm. not what is right for everybody else mm-hmm. um, you know there are people that I know personally that run their businesses through social media with very little mm-hmm. they're not doing the 5,000 you know reels they're not on TikTok they're not on Instagram as well and they haven't got a you know a glittery email you know thing that's going out every week And it's because they sat down and said, I refuse to need all of these things Mm -hmm. because today I am showing up in a way that feels right for me. Mm -hmm. And that is the main thing that I'm going to give everybody permission for today is to do what feels right for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when we start doing all of the doing, um, we're, we're not giving our full, as you said before, our full potency to everything. We're giving it in pieces. And so if today you've only got 10 minutes, give all of that energy and intention in that 10 minutes 
to one video or one post, something that's going to stretch you further, mm-hmm. not something that's going to stretch you across 10 platforms and then by the time you're finished, you've only spoken to maybe five people. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, if that's one thing that I can, you know, give anybody today, that's what I'm giving you because I've done it. I have done it and it is when you have two kids, mm-hmm. you do not have the time mm-hmm. to be creating masses or even like content that's not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just don't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mama entrepreneurs are like the sorceresses of the <laughs> entrepreneur world. Like I respects any mother that is an entrepreneur so much because that is something this is a little bit of a curveball in this conversation but that is something that has really put a huge question in my mind around starting a family for sure because i'm a highly like i'm very ambitious like i have big dreams i have a huge vision for where i want to go i i want to impact millions of people and you just hear all you hear about motherhood and entrepreneurship is the hard stuff, you know? And so that, and I think that's cultural. Like we paint motherhood in a very negative light culturally. We do. And that's something that's really ingrained itself in me that I am actively unlearning and questioning and constantly sitting with, and it's uncomfortable. Um, But I have so much respect for entrepreneurs that are mothers because they, they show me that it is possible. And it's, it's, it's it's like you get to have the best of both if you want both you get to have both and so really like mothers that are entrepreneurs are showing us that you do get to have both you do mm-hmm. you really do mm-hmm. I did a um I worked with a business designer I think it was about a year and a half ago and my path looked different back then and I hadn't had my son yet and she said to me you know there's a like an area around mums by the time they've had their second that they sort of feel like, nah, I'm like, by the time I've had my second, there's so much going on. There's a lot of, you know, things flying up in the air. And by the time we've had our second, we're feeling like, how is anybody going to understand that I need the time off or I need to be in two places at once and Mm -hmm. maybe work is going to be hard and so what we were looking at was that there are a lot of mums out there that do feel that way that by the time they've had their second that they want to be working for themselves Um, because there is an element of feeling like no one else is going to understand what you need Mm -hmm. better than yourself Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you do just become good at, well, this is what the kids need today and this is what social media doesn't need, but I'm going to give it that 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can rest easy because you do get to have all of these. (laughs) Yeah, and that's something that I'm sitting with myself with and that's uncomfortable to sit with is that question of is this something I actually want? Like am am I willing to move the mountain so that I can have both because big things, I assume big things need to shift in your life to be able to have both big perspectives and the ways that you view things, the way you move about the world needs to change, like everything shifts. And so, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful to see you 
I mean, from what I can tell, thriving in that space and being such an embodied leader and, and taking other women along with you as you teach them alignment and growth into the highest version of themselves. Yeah, it's, um, it has been interesting. Like I started out as a VA and for anyone listening, a VA is a virtual assistant. There are many people surprisingly that don't aren't familiar with the term Mm -hmm. Um, because I had finished uh, studying social media and I thought, oh, you know, just to have, and see, this is where this, you know, conditioning comes in. Mm. We have to work harder and offer more in order to have the income and make the impact. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm 100% of the belief that you get to work smarter, not harder, and you don't need to offer 5,000 things just to make the income doesn't have to work that way and when I first started you know helping people with social media and things this was at a time when we were teaching people that well I didn't but I when I was looking at like perfect grids you know you can't put if you've put this cup on your Instagram feed you now cannot put another cup next to it because it's going to throw out the flow and now I look at things and I'm like really but we all like following that line like that path Mm -hmm. um and I think that we can all really succeed in everything that we're doing but we're looking at those sorts of things that don't matter we're looking at the things that are just not getting us anywhere Mm -hmm. um and it's just such a I just want to take people and just say please Stop doing all the things that are just not getting you anywhere because you are like what you have to offer is gold, you know. Mm-hmm. What you have to offer is gold. Um, so after, you know, teaching the social media and things, I just started feeling like it wasn't aligned with me because I wanted to know why I was helping people with strategies and they simply couldn't execute them and it did come down to the fact that you have other things going on that's preventing you from showing up or perhaps it's not aligned with you as a person Mm -hmm. to show up in whatever capacity, you know, someone from a different side may think that is best for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I've ended up in the space I'm in now and I absolutely love it because I get to be, me and I get to teach people how to find you know the ease and flow that we do get to have in business and in life mm-hmm. um but really just bring together a community as well and just be like hey you know let's just drop everything that feels heavy today and embody that piece of us that's like I don't want to feel so heavy and so you know, all over the place. I want to feel grounded and aligned. Can you show me what I could do? I'm like, yes. And that just feels so good now. And I think there'll be so many people listening who are just like, you know what, that feels like me. Um, And it could even just be the slightest tweak in the current, you know, situation of your life or it could be a big shift that you need to make. Mm -hmm. But I think if, you know, the last 
18 months has taught us anything is that we need to start living for ourselves too. Like we need to start doing what brings us the most joy Mm -hmm. and what brings us the most peace because the end of the day, this is, you know, this is life Mm -hmm. and we need the things that are going to align and grow align and ground us mm-hmm. is what I was going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's the perfect place to wrap this conversation. And it, it reminds me of something that my friend Sana, uh, Shana Sudek, who teaches on the mind-body connection, talks a lot about. And she says, we get to be selfishly selfless in that we, yes. by filling ourselves up to the brim and by focusing on what brings us joy and by doing all of the cliche things that actually work, right? Yeah. <laughs> by doing all of the, you know, the cliche memes that actually do work, like filling yourself up, putting your oxygen mask on first, all of the things, right? You get to then be of greatest service to others. Yes. Which is the most selfless thing you can do. So by actually putting yourself first, when it's with the intention of being in service in any capacity, whether it's mother, entrepreneur, whatever it is, you're being of greatest service to others. So I I feel like what you just shared is such a great place to to wrap up with. (laughs) Yeah, like it, it has been, you know, even watching the way that you speak about social media I think is just amazing and it was so refreshing when I did land on your content because I just thought oh please can you know can someone give her like a megaphone and like everyone can just hear this information because you know I I was just like I wish that I had what you had when I first started Mm. like you know, that energy to give people the permission to just be themselves. I was like, I need to chat to this girl. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad we connected. We're so yes. aligned on so many things. And it's such a beautiful, like, this is one of the really beautiful things of social media. We met through Instagram, you know, like <laughs> it is an incredible tool and it's really about, you know, using it for your benefit instead of allowing it to run you into the ground. And so I'm, I'm just so glad we had this conversation. You're such yes, an incredible me too. woman, Steph. Oh, I can't you wait to keep well. watching everything that you're doing. <laughs> and for women that want to get to know you more intimately, it sounds like your Facebook group is the place to go. So is that in your Instagram bio? Can you share the name of it with us? Yes. So it is living a soul-led lifestyle. Um, but you can find me on Instagram. Um, like we were talking before, I'm not in much other places, but I do have the link in my bio for you to be able to um, connect with me there. And, um, yeah, I do also run some online women's circles. So um, hopefully if you do come past that way, let me know that this is how you found me. <laughs> Well, I'll have your Instagram in the show notes and I'll also link, I'll find your Facebook group and link it in there too for people so they can just get in there and get into your magic because it seriously, you guys, her energy is so grounding. <laughs> like usually I am just flying all over the place and I'm sure like I, I sound really fast because like I'm, you know, I'm an air sign, but yeah. your energy is so grounded and so nurturing and like feels so good. So like more women need to be in your space for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. 
Thank you so much, Steph. This was an amazing conversation. I feel so like charged and filled up. Thank you. I swear to God, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Steph has the most calming energy in the world. And even when I was editing this episode, my whole body like decelerated and calmed down. Like, mm, 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 so good. I want to remind you as we close this episode and also remind myself that no matter how far away from ourselves that we become in the world of entrepreneurship, we can always come back home to who we are, what we need and what we want. We are always empowered to say no or to let go of advice or strategy that somebody else has given us. And we are empowered to do this in order to stay connected to our unique energetic capacity. We get to be ambitious and nourished at the same time. We get to have it all. And it starts with giving ourselves permission to claim it all. So if you want to dive into more of Steph's nurturing, zen, grounded Capricorn energy goodness, (laughs) then you can find her links to her Instagram, her Facebook, and her website in the show notes down below. And with that, that's all I have for you in this week's episode. I love you, sis. I know you're made to kick ass in your life and your business. So a big cheers to breaking the rules and now go give them hell.